Hello, bonjour, hola. Um, coming at you with a little bit of energy tonight. Um, a little bit more than usual. Um, I feel like I usually sound like half asleep when I do these. It's something that maybe no one else has noticed, but I've noticed and I've gotten kind of critical of it and I'm trying to work on it. Um, I think part of it is because I record kind of early in the morning sometimes and I'm going to try to start recording at night um, just because I've been awake long enough at that point and I feel like my brain is a little more functional and uh, I don't sound as much like I'm just reading off of a script. Of course, these might be just criticisms that I have made because um, I obsess over anything that I put out and listen to it a bunch. Um, not out of like narcissism, but just because I'm like super self-conscious um but I'm trying to work on that and just like let things go um and that's part of the reason among like a lot of other things why I haven't been super active doing this I mean I, I don't think I've been like completely silent but I I could have been making more episodes um like I said in the Pixies episode go check that out if you have it um uh, Hannah and I got COVID, um, so we were stuck in the house for a long time, and it snowed, and uh, even when we got better, we still couldn't really go anywhere, because um, it just kept snowing, like it would snow, and then like it would melt and go away, and then it would snow again, um, and apparently we're getting even more snow this weekend, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm getting kind of sick of it, um, and on top of that, uh, of course, working a lot once I got back to work, um, after having COVID and all, um, and just, I always have anxiety pretty bad, um, sometimes it's, like, hard to function with it, but I'm trying to just power through it and not let it, like, overtake my life, because I feel like I miss out on a lot of things because of it, and, uh, always have, and I just don't want that to happen anymore, so I'm just gonna do my best, I'm trying to have a little bit more of a positive outlook, um, but yeah, it's been like a month and a half since I've done one of these segments, so I'm pretty excited. Of course, you know, um, I think we did an album's roundup at like the middle of December because there wasn't like a whole lot coming out in December with it being the end of the year and all. Um, I guess that's pretty typical. Um, I've never really paid attention to that until this past year, um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, um, of course we did the songs of the year and the album of the albums of the year, not the single album of the year, but we did talk about that. Um, and then, uh, did an episode on like what we were looking forward to in 2022. I, I don't know why I'm saying we, I, I guess Royal we, um, um, but it's just, just me, um, tonight, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about my five album picks of the first month of 2022. Um, so I'm also going to add a, another little bit in here and just talk about like all the other stuff I listen to that's not um, in my album picks for the month. Um, of course, I don't remember some of these super well because a lot of these were like a one-time listen and there were a few that I listened to maybe two or three times to see if I could get into them a little bit more, but maybe they just couldn't get over this hump for me. Um, 
The first one on that list is going to be Pigeon Pit with Feather River Canyon Blues. Um, I remember this being sort of like a blend of, I wouldn't say folk punk, um, but it definitely felt like it was in that world. Um, a little bit of country vibes on it too. It, it was, it was all right. Um, not something I would revisit, but, uh, decent, I guess. Um, same with Alphabet Holds Hostage, uh, with Again and So Soon. I honestly don't remember what that sounded like. I think I have like a vague idea, um, but I couldn't really describe it. Um, that was all right, I guess. Um, uh, Gunna with, uh, DS Forever, which I was just not interested in at all. Um, I can't say any of it was like horrible, but just not like interesting to me. Um, except for, uh, Push and P just for the meme of it. Um, I don't know why that's taken off so much. Twin Atlantic, uh, Transparency, just some kind of generic, like, kind of alternative pop stuff. It was, it, it's fine, but I, I, it's not my thing. Uh, Blood Red Shoes, uh, with the album Ghost on Tape, not too crazy about that one either, but I, I, I did kind of like it. Um, Broken Social Scene with a collection of B-sides, Old Dead Young. I'm not sure why I listen to this because I don't even know the main albums that well. So I feel like it's going to be hard for me to even get into the B-sides. Um, but it, it was all right. Um, Mike Cooper with Oceans of Milk. Um, and I think I like, there's like half of the title missing. I didn't type that in for some reason in my notes. Um, I remember thinking... Uh, this was a pretty cool little like instrumental album with like some kind of strange noises um here and there um kind of difficult to describe um Elvis Costello uh and the Imposters with The Boy Named If I wanted to like this a little bit more than I did but I still did kind of like it um I think I gave it like a 3.5 out of 5 and there's some cool songs on here, like Magnificent Hurt, uh, especially, and Paint the Red Rose Blue, I think it's called. I, I like those, um, and I'm a pretty big Elvis Costello fan, but I haven't gotten super into his newer stuff. I, I mean, I like it from what I've heard, but nothing has been on the level of, like, Almost Blue or My Aim is True from, like, the old days, um... Then we had Fickle Friends uh, with Are We Gonna Be Alright, which was some cool kind of dancey, like, indie pop stuff. Um, nothing uh, too impressive to me, but still good. I can't say anything bad about it. FKA Twigs with Capri Songs, uh, new mixtape. I thought this uh, mixtape was pretty different from what I know about FKA Twigs. I haven't listened to literally everything that she's put out, but... Uh, I thought this mixtape was really, like, bubbly and happy and fun, um, compared to some of the stuff I've heard from her, um, and I'm happy for her, I know she's been through a really shitty situation lately, and, uh, of course I'm not gonna get into that, you can just Google that, um, but it's cool that she's trying to make the most out of life and enjoy things regardless, and she sounds like she's at peace and really happy on here, so good for her, I, I really liked this mixtape, um, but I don't know how much I would revisit it. Um, also really liked the next album, um, Fawn by Foxtails. Um, 
which is this interesting mix of like screamo kind of with like these like string instruments um like it was like baroque baroque screamo or something i and that doesn't sound like it would be my thing but i actually kind of vibed with eh, vibed with it a little bit um and i i think i liked it more on first listen um than i ended up liking it after like a few more listens i think i've heard it like three or four times now um and it it's still like a 3.5 out of 5 for me um there's just like a certain hump that it can't get over um but i i still like it uh the lumineers with bright side um kind of what i expected from the lumineers but still pretty solid pretty uh good album i would actually recommend this album um if you're just looking for something like easily digestible nothing too weird uh, Fix Yourself, Not the World by the Wombats. I don't remember much of it. Um, I just remember thinking it sounded like just some good old like 2000s like indie rock stuff, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I need to go back and revisit it, um, but I wasn't like crazy about it on first listen. Same with Santalina, the EP by Yacht Club. It's just some kind of like reverby indie pop stuff. It's nice. I don't have anything bad to say about it, but don't know how much I would listen to it again. Uh, Molly Nielsen with Extreme, um, which a um, little bit of John Mouse vibes if he was like a lot more poppy and like melodic um, and had like a lot more lyrics to his songs. Um, there's some songs I really like on here and I wanted to like this whole thing more and I, I tried to listen to it a few times to see if I would it would grow on me and mostly there's like a few songs on it like Take Me to Your Leader and uh, Kids Today. I really love both of those and uh, I think They Will Pay is another one I like. It's got some cool guitar but other than those songs I don't know how much I would listen to it. Um, the Gods We Can Touch by Aurora. Just some kind of mystical indie pop stuff um kind of drug for me personally um I, I didn't hate it or anything but just not my thing uh w by boris uh boris is a band i've been interested in in a while um just haven't gotten around to them this is probably like a weird place to start because I don't know. I, I thought it was fine, and um, I knew that they were like pretty experimental, so I knew what I was getting into. But I don't know. It just didn't completely mesh with me. Um, but it, it's I don't I wouldn't say it's bad or anything. But I feel like a hardcore fan might appreciate it more. Uh, Chai Noir, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce that. With uh, Chai Noir, um, with Food for Thought, which was a uh, fun kind of like boom bap like kind of throwback rap album um this woman's just uh rapping about getting that bread a lot of themes about money and there's some like religious themes too um i, I thought this was a pretty fun album and i'm gonna have to go back and check out the rest of her stuff um wasn't blown away by it but still thought it was pretty cool um uh, marchita by Silvana estrada um, kind of a chamber like folk album in Spanish. I thought it was really pretty when it was on, but I don't know how many times I would listen to it again. Change the Show by Miles Kane. Um, was pretty interested in this because I loved uh, Miles Kane's collaboration on the last Lana Del Rey album with Dealer, and 
I think I've heard some of the Last Shadow Puppet stuff like years and years ago and really like that stuff, if I remember correctly. Um, and it was a fine album, but um, just not nothing like super memorable. Um, there's a song with uh, Kareen Bailey Ray that I remember liking a lot. Multiverse by Reptalians. Uh, did like this album. It was some fun kind of indie pop stuff. Um, little lo-fi, like... Not the vocals necessarily, but the music's got like an aerial pink kind of homemade vibe. Um, and I, I believe uh, this band like followed me on Instagram randomly, and that's how I heard of them. And then, of course, going through Rate Your Music, trying to find new stuff to listen to, I saw this album pop up. So I thought I would check it out. Um, it's, a, it's a really good album. Um, it's got some cool songs on it, like uh, I Feel Fine and Like a Dog. Um, dig it uh let's see yard act with the overload um this is the new like hot like post-punk band on the scene i feel like there's a brand new one or two or three like every year and i guess they've been putting out singles for a while but this is the first time i've heard of them like in the past month i think i mentioned that i was going to listen to this in the uh 2022 predictions video not video uh, episode. Um, speaking of video, I, I might be doing a video soon of uh, just showing off uh, my whole record collection. I've been trying to alphabetize everything so it will be easier to go through or not easier, but like more digestible for the viewer um, instead of me just kind of jumping around and be like, here's one by this artist and here's one by this other artists that way all my artists are grouped together it's just a little bit more organized but yeah yard act the overload um i get what they were going for lots of like political commentary of course uh, and I, I like the kind of like i don't know i like this wave of these new post-punk bands but i'm not i don't know this one doesn't completely do it for me I, I guess I'm kind of basic because I I'm just like a huge fan of like idols and shame as far as like these newer bands go which they're basically like the grandparents at this point because like I said I feel like there's a new uh, post-punk band like every day now um, so yeah um, two more on this list and then we'll get into the actual uh, album song by song uh, my five album picks for the month um, but the last two I want to mention uh, that I did listen to are Eleven Eleven by Pine Grove. <sighs> Pine Grove have one of my favorite songs ever, um, which is New Friends. Um, honestly, like either the original version or there's like a kind of acoustic version with a banjo that I love. Um, either one of them would go in like a big list of my favorite songs ever. But I've had trouble getting into the rest into the rest of Pine Grove. Like it all sounds really good to me, but it just there's something about it. It's just not I'm not completely getting. Um, and I, I really want to get into it because it's really pretty, like beautiful, like kind of folk tinge, like indie rock stuff. Um, maybe I'll get there one day. And this album was just more of the same. Um, and the last one I want to mention before we get into the actual five albums for the month um, is St. Paul and the Broken Bones uh, with The Alien Coast. And, you know, 
I've heard about this band for a long time, and I, I think they have another album, I don't know what it's called, that was like pretty popular when it came out, and I, I know that they've toured with Diane Coffey, who I do enjoy quite a bit. Um, I, I thought this was a cool album. I, I really like the singer's voice. I can see the appeal of the band. Um, not a whole lot of songs on here that I would go back to, though. Um, but I, I do enjoy the singer's voice, and I think I should listen to that album that was like really acclaimed because I feel like that would do it for me. And then maybe once I got into that, I would appreciate this one more. Um, the singer's voice does remind me a little bit of uh, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes, who's a great group. And uh, Brittany Howard is also great, great vocalist, um, very talented. But yeah, that is everything that I listened to that just uh, didn't quite make this list of five albums that I chose for the month. Um, and yeah, we're going to get into that now. Um, the first album uh, that I chose is the first one that I listened to, I think, because um, it came out on what, like the 7th or something? Um, I was at the gym really late and decided to listen to it at midnight when it dropped because I happened to be there and I happened to be at the gym at midnight and uh like I wish I could listen to this album for the first time again um we'll get into it um I'm happy that we finally got a weekend album to cover um in the grand scheme of things it's been a pretty short time since after hours um which was this humongous 80s throwback record. Um, but it also like feels like a really long time at the same time, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know, time is just weird lately, especially with everything going on in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I loved After Hours, and I might love this one even more. Um, I think it actually falls even further into the 80s sound. It's... Uh, very cold and icy compared to the last record um just like the simps on this thing sound like i don't know um it's 80s in a completely different way i guess um jim carrey plays a radio dj throughout the album um contributing to these like spoken interludes um as well as the intro and the outro and honestly his presence on here is such a great touch um there's this recurring theme of being in this transitional phase between life and death and just having nothing but this radio station to help guide you through it um it's a very interesting and fun concept if you ask me um gasoline sounds off the bat like nothing else abel has ever been a part of um the verses um, sound like something that New Order could have done. He's sing-talking in a much different tone than usual. The uh, sung I Love It When You Watch Me Sleep chorus is so infectious too. And I love the group vocals on the Lose My Faith um, and the other parts. Um, and one thing you will hear me say over and over is that the transitions on this album kick ass. I love how the beat just slides right into How Do I Make You Love Me, which is so fucking good. Um, one of the best choruses he's ever done. Um, this could definitely be a smash hit back in the 80s. Um, 
And speaking of transitions, that song into Take My Breath absolutely blows my mind. Um, I love that almost menacing sounding synth line that comes in. The one that's like, dun, 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 dun. And uh, then the track just builds from there. Really zoning in on this feeling of being like crossfaded in a club at 3 a.m. Like, I don't know why it reminds me of being in a club in like fucking Germany or some shit. Um, and of course, he's really pulling from uh, those like Michael Jackson funky, soulful vocals on here. Um, I think Take My Breath was the first taste of anything new last year. Yeah. Um, and it's just a perfect pop gem. Um, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's more of the after hours stuff. And I didn't think about it too much, but it, it just sounds even better in the concept of, uh, in the context of this whole album. Um, that groovy guitar line on Sacrifice is something else. Um, I'm not sure what was done to give it that sound, but it was an amazing idea and execution regardless. For some reason, this track gets stuck in my head the most. Um, it's not quite my favorite, but it's definitely up there. Um, love the chorus on it, and I don't know. It Like I said, it just gets stuck in my head all the time. The, the whole, I sacrifice your love for all of the night. Um, then we have a little interlude with the, uh, of course, very famous Quincy Jones uh talking about his tough upbringing and how that affected his future uh, romantic relationships. I love how they use something that sounds straight out of Thriller uh, for the instrumental. And then we go right into my absolute favorite track on the album and maybe my favorite track of the year so far. There's another contender that I'll mention later that's a completely different song, um, but these two are battling it out right now. Um, and I know it's only January, but They'll probably stay pretty high up, um, even by the end of the year, I can just tell. But, uh, the song I'm talking about here is Out of Time, uh, favorite on the album by far. Um, the, f I mean, the other songs that I heard before this one, uh, the first time I listened did blow me away, but this one, like, really did it. I think I, like, even said something out loud when I heard it. Um, just, what a perfect song, and what a perfect sample of one of the best uh 80s japanese city pop tunes uh midnight pretenders by uh tomoko iran um yeah i i don't even know how to describe how much i love this song um it's just a perfect little r&b and soul track and that falsetto that he hits in the pre-chorus just does something for me um and of course the chorus itself is perfect too it's just absolutely phenomenal maybe my favorite weekend track ever um but hardest to love by after hours is also really high up there um anyway um i really love jim's uh existential radio transition into the next track um where he's talking about just follow that little light um because you're like the song says you're out of time um but that next song it transitions to um is here we go again um and when I realized Tyler, the creator, uh, someone who most people know I'm a huge fan of, um, when I found out he was on this track, I got super excited. And I'm going to be honest, the track did not turn out like I thought it would, but it's still really beautiful and simple for what it is. Um, 
it's very low key and bare. Uh, Abel's really showing off his vocals in the chorus and also in his little radio jingles. The number one station to free your soul. <laughs> um, Best Friends and Starry Eyes are uh, probably my least favorites just because there's not a lot in those songs for me, but they're still solid tracks and I don't think that they like disrupt the flow or anything and they don't bring the bring the album down at all. It's just kind of like a taking a break, like I don't know. Just taking it easy for a second, I guess. Um I guess Best Friends is made even more worth it though by that transition into Is There Someone Else, which is arguably the best transition on the whole thing aside from of course um how do I make you love me and to take my breath, like I said. Um, the high-pitched and slightly chopped-up backing vocals on Is There Someone Else are just so cool, and the beat is so damn smooth. Every Angel is Terrifying is pretty ominous and creepy, but also kind of fun, uh, with Abel delivering the spoken word bit over these sort of, like, low-key, choir-like backing vocals and icy synths. Um, before it dives into this like radio commercial which uh advertises the afterlife like it's something you can buy for five monthly payments of 1995 or something um like a time life greatest love songs collection or something it's uh pretty eerie and creepy but it's also kind of funny don't break my heart is uh fun and simple it just goes back to that cold different delivery that um gasoline's verses have um Recalling some super serious, like, looking, uh, new wave band from Europe or some shit. Um, lots of people have shit all over, um, I Heard You're Married featuring Lil Wayne, but I actually have always enjoyed this song, even through, like, the, I don't know, fucking seven or eight times I've heard this album now. Um, and, I mean, it's a pretty typical lyrical theme for Abel at this point, uh, you know, fawning over the end of the relationship, um. That's sort of like the theme of this album on top of the whole afterlife thing. And uh, just hearing about this person moving on. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I think Lil Wayne fits kind of goofy on the track. But it's so goofy that it also has this charm that I just can't explain. It's like that Lil Yachty song, Bring It Back. Like it's, I know it's really goofy and stupid, but I think he also knows that, and it's just a fun song. Like, don't take it too, too seriously. Um, Less Than Zero, um, the last like actual song on here, does seem to be a favorite of a lot of people, though, and it's easy to hear why. It's definitely in my top five from the record. I love that ascending synth, and it's got one of the most therapeutic choruses to sing along to, the I can't get it out of my head. Um, I want to hear over him sing over some like acoustic guitar more often. I think it really works. and I like how the song sort of wraps up this story of like the off-and-on toxic relationship with uh, him telling this girl that he knows she tried her best and it, all of these mistakes are on him and he's just owning up to everything and that kind of fits with like coming to terms with your life and like apologizing to other people and like forgiving yourself and yeah um and of course the last uh 
actual track is just a three-minute spoken word outro from Jim Carrey. Um, but it's a really gorgeous moment that uh, just ties up the like looming death concept of the album, basically telling the listener to, like I said, forgive themselves and let things go and stop carrying all of that weight of regrets. Um, I love the line um, specifically. Let me find it. Uh, God knows life is chaos, but he made one thing true. You got to unwind your mind, train your soul to align, and dance till you find that divine boogaloo. In other words, you got to be heaven to see heaven. Um, it's so cinematic and hits home a lot, especially if uh, you're someone like me who struggles a lot with feeling existential and lost. Um, but yeah, I spent a long time on this album because I really enjoy this album. Um, and I would have to go with a very, very strong 4.5 out of 5, and it could maybe be like a light 5 out of 5, um, on the right day. It really depends on my mood. Um, I don't know. We're just going to go with, uh, somewhere in between that for now. Um, it does sort of dip in the second half, uh, with those two or three songs I mentioned, but even that part is still great. Um, honestly and everything else is just wonderful to my ears and the concept just resonates a lot with me um i i think abel knocked it out of the park with this one um moving on from that um this sort of breaks the rule like the city slicker ep for last year um it's view from the bridge by etta marcus um And I don't care that this breaks the, like, album rule. I mean, it's my own show, so I'm just breaking my own rule. So, you know, whatever. Um, This is actually, like, if we want to get really technical, this is probably my favorite thing that's come out this month. Um, Yes, even over the weekend album. But I know that that's probably not a fair comparison since this is just a five-song EP up against... uh, you know, albums with an average of 10 or more songs, but I don't know. I don't care. I I just love it. And I, I'm not afraid to tell the world that I love this EP. Um, something about the whole thing is just so beautifully melancholic. Her vocals are great. And the production has this sort of like airy nineties, dreamy alt rock feel to it. Think something like Mazzy star and Jeff Buckley with those, those like soaring ballads that they have. Um, This is very evident on the opening title track, which has this beautiful, lightly plucked electric guitar and a falsetto that's just wonderful. Um, I love that part where she's singing, uh, You're On My Mind, I think it is. Um, I don't know, it just gives me chills. It's just perfect. Um, Hide and Seek has this instrumental that just sounds like rain falling at your window after like a really long, shitty, stressful day. Um, there are these like light strings, I think, and this great bass line and the drums just not to keep making the rain comparison, but they, the drums do sound like rain hitting, um, which is kind of hard to explain. Um, but I think it has something to do with the fact that I heard the CP for the first time while, uh, I was driving home from work. I was having a really shitty day. I got stuck in a ditch and, uh, was out way later than I normally am and was just in a horrible mood but hearing this EP just like I don't know it really resonated with how like terrible I was feeling and 
the EP is really sad, but like with it being sad, it felt like a warm blanket or something. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, yeah, um, just hearing this would like after having such a bad day and it was also pouring a mix of rain and snow and something about like that whole combination of things just really hit right for me. Um, I remember like even saying something out loud while I was driving, like, why is this so good? Like, why is this hitting so hard? Um, and the, uh, guitar tone on provider is also great. Um, it's got this twang to it and kind of sounds like dark thunderclouds, like right at dusk. Um, the lyrics tell a story about a failing relationship and kind of plays on that typical role of a man being a provider and failing at it in an emotional sense. It's, uh, nothing too complicated, but it just hits you really hard with how like simple and sad it is. And I don't know, just the way she sings and delivers the lyrics or something special about it. Uh, Salt Lake City has a guest vocalist, Matt Maltese, um, who I also never heard of aside from, um, uh, Etta, who, like, I don't know if I mentioned, I, I had never heard of, of, uh, Etta Marcus before this. She's a brand new artist, apparently. Um, but yeah, this, uh, guest vocal complements the track very nicely. Um, I just read it as a classic song about trying to save a relationship and, hold on to hope for a better life by just upping everything and starting over again you'll uh you'll hear me praise this ep over and over for the production um it just elevates these already beautiful songs to sky high places um when matt and etta come together on that last chorus with that slide guitar everything just feels perfect um I have no words for how much I love it. It's just, it's just fucking amazing. Um, song after song after song. Um, and of course the closer for this wonderful EP is confessional, which is hauntingly beautiful. Um, I love how it takes that little piano line from the start and just builds on it in a very simple, but effective way. The line, don't ask me how I'm doing. You know how I'm doing just says a lot with only a little, and, uh, it's one of those lines that could be saying and fall flat, but she gives it this really intense gravity. Um, like I said, it's just beautifully melancholic. Um, and also, like I said, this whole thing just feels like a warm blanket after like a really bad day. Um, there's these like male vocals that come in at the end of confessional, um, like right before the end. And, I don't know, it just makes the song somehow even better when it's already an amazing song. Um, and then, of course, the EP is over, because I, I think this whole thing is only, like, 16 or 17 minutes long. It's really short and sweet. Um, but, yeah, this EP is a straight-up 5 out of 5 for me. Um, and I know we're talking EPs versus albums here, like I said. Um, I'm not trying to, like, pit this against anything else I'm talking about here. That wouldn't be fair. But I can almost guarantee that if this was a full length with just a few more songs, it would probably still keep that 5 out of 5 score. Um, this is definitely an artist to watch. Um, I'm definitely starting to feel kind of old. Um, finding out she's only 20 years old and I'm about to be 26. Um, makes me wonder what I'm doing with my life a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, our next album is a bit of a vibe change. 
Uh, we've got our first Earl Sweatshirt album that we're going to talk about. It's his new album, Sick, which is also very short. I think it's like 24 minutes long or something. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy to finally be covering Earl on here as he is no doubt one of my favorite rappers today. And his new sort of lo-fi, hypnagogic, sample-heavy sound I've just found very compelling. The first time I heard some rap songs in 2018, I didn't like it that much, actually. I didn't quite get it. Um, it was getting a lot of praise when it came out. But I didn't give up on it, and one day it just clicked with me, I think in like 2019. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan, and I think Feet of Clay was great, too, um, from 2020. I actually have both of those on vinyl and would like to get sick at some point to uh, this new one. Um, but yeah, when I found out that a new album was finally coming, I was thrilled. And, you know, the results I got, it's just a really good Earl record. Um, my personal favorite, maybe not quite, but it does grow on me with every listen. Um, it's very concise and doesn't drag at all. It says what it has to say and it's very solid for doing that um i like this short album's kick that he's been on a lot he just kind of says uh, what he wants to say and then leaves um and it doesn't require much of your attention it's honestly a good background record um but if you do pay attention to the lyrics and production you'll be impressed regardless um even more so um than just like putting it on and not paying much attention if this is your thing, of course, um, this is not going to be for everybody. Um, just like some rap songs, but I think this is definitely easier to get into than some rap songs. Um, some people still have a difficult time with that stuff, and I understand. Um, Old Friend, the first song, has these enchanting strings that uh, kind of make you feel like you're pulling back a curtain to see... Uh, what Earl's been up to during the pandemic. I mean, the album title is straight to the point, sick. We all know what that's referencing, the coronavirus, of course, um, unless you've been living under a rock. Then uh, 2010 has this, like, drunken-sounding instrumental. I'm not exactly sure how to describe it, but he sounds perfect on the beat. Um, I love the lines, ride alone at night, I get clear thoughts, caught a couple slights, and I veered off. Saw another height, had my ears popping, walked outside, it was still gorgeous. That just really resonates with me and trying to like be more positive and just accept things for what they are. And I watched an interview with Earl where he was basically talking about the same thing. And um, I think he even referenced this line towards the end of the interview. And I just thought it was really motivational, inspiring, and uh, I'm glad he's in a better place. Um, sick, the title track, is honestly a pretty good audio representation of what being sick is, if that makes sense. Um, it sounds kind of congested and tired, which would come off as like an insult normally, but it's not at all uh, for me on here. I, I dig this track. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, the Loopers, I think that's how you say that, and Earl collaborating again on the next track, Vision. I loved their collaboration before. I think it was called Easter Sunday. Um, was obsessed with that song for a little while. This one is a lot more chill. It's just a cloudy, relaxed sounding trap song. Sounds like you're drunk in the backseat on the way home. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoy the Zaloopers verse. Um, 
there's like this buried chop to hell vocal sample in the track that just sounds great um tabula rasa featuring arm and hammer um is most likely my favorite track on here um except for one at the end which we'll get to um their previous uh, collaboration, Falling Out the Sky, is also wonderful. Um, this one's got this super chill soul, like, gospel sample that somehow never gets old, even as repetitive and just kind of straight to the point as it is. Um, the guys from Arm & Hammer just come and do their job, delivering two verses, which sound right at home, and Earl, of course, delivers too. Um, I think the song probably represents that hazy feeling of some rap songs best of course i don't think that there would be a song on some rap songs as like drawn out and long as this is i think this song is like five minutes long um but it, it doesn't feel five minutes long it's 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 a wonderful track and um i think this is the first thing i heard in preparation for the album um Lie has this almost reggae-style groove with these great horns. Um, kind of sounds like a sister to the song Riot um, from some rap songs, of course. Um, I just love what Earl chooses to rap over. He or, well, whoever produced this, I'm not sure if it was The Alchemist or not. I probably should have looked because I'm literally doing a whole segment on it. Um, silly fucking me. <laughs> um but yeah, whoever decides the music for these samples just has just got a really great ear. Um, and they need to keep doing what they're doing because they're, they're really pulling it off. The uh, interlude lobby isn't anything too special, of course. It's, it's an interlude, it's what it says. But it's a good mini trap tune. Um, I like the inclusion of the sports newscaster sample or whatever that was. God Laughs relies mostly on the lyrics and atmosphere more than any kind of instrumental um, on here. Uh, it's very desolate and bare sounding. I like the line, marching on the quest for my lost halo. Um, just thought that sounded really cool. The uh, fire comes back a little bit on Titanic, which is still chill, but uh, Earl just sounds really into it and his flow is great. Um, Hearing this before the album got me, I think this like really sent me over the edge to get really excited. Um, cause I like Tabula Rasa. Um, but I was kind of wondering, I was like, what is this album going to be? Um, but yeah, when I heard Titanic, I, I think that was like the last single released before it finally came out. Um, I just got really excited on, on top of already being like a little excited cause you know, it's Earl. Um, this song also has this sort of glitchy, sort of bubbly sounding beat, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's impossible to not at least bob your head a little bit when you listen. Um, it also has a really awesome music video on YouTube that you should definitely check out um, if you're interested. And uh, of course, the last song. As far as samples go, I'm probably the biggest fan of the one on the closer, Fire in the Hole. Um, which kind of stands neck to neck with Tabula Rasa as my favorite on the album. Um, depends on the day, um, which one I would actually choose, um, and how I'm feeling when you ask me that. It's this sort of like jazzy noodling electric guitar loop that sounds like it's been baked in the sun for years. Um, and I like the Bootsy Collins reference. Uh, throw on some Bootsy, I'd rather be with you when I'm high. 
Um, this whole album, I'm going to go with like a pretty strong four out of five for me for right now. Um, I can't imagine it going any lower than that. Um, if anything, it would stay the same or go up because his music does grow on me. Like, like I said, with some rap songs that grew on me like a fuck ton. Um, I just instantly started loving it. Um, not instantly, but like something just happened one day and it, it, it all happened so quickly. I don't know. Um, and I feel like if you're already in that mindset of like Earl's just doing whatever the hell he wants and he's not making stuff that sounds like his early stuff anymore, then you'll be able to appreciate this more. Um, the man's allowed to change and try new things. And this just sounds like a little journal entry of just like where he's at in his life and his mental health and just reflecting on the past and also the future, you know, um, you know, um, if I wasn't already a pretty big fan of his newer sound, I don't know how I would feel about it, but luckily already was, and I did get a good bit. So, uh, anyway, moving on now, we've got listen to the blood by the Colonel, uh, which is an album that grows on me more and more every time I listen to it. Um, and this is a really last-minute inclusion. I actually heard this for the first time, like, two or three days ago now. Um, and I heard about this album from... Shout out to Taste Like Music, uh, a channel on YouTube, which was formerly known as Listography. Um, I had no idea what it was going to be when I went into it for the first time, but I was pleasantly surprised at the... Uh, pretty true to form country vibes going on here i know this guy likes to refer to his sound as diet country but it's it sounds like straight up country to me i don't know if that's like something he's trying to do or if that's just like a, a label that he's just kind of like half-heartedly giving to it um but whatever he's doing he's doing an awesome job um I don't know why I was expecting this album to be like an indie rock album. I, I did not expect country at all. So when the country started, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I love the spacey intro to You Do You. And uh, then that sort of groovy, twangy start and stop riff that gets the song going. Um, off the bat, the electric guitar kicks absolute ass on this album. Um, the How Long Since You Loved Somebody refrain with the backing vocals is some real beauty um it sounds like you're being escorted to heaven on like a golden escalator like in an old tom and jerry cartoon or some shit um and this guy's voice is super impressive like he he just sounds like one of those old country crooners like you would not aside from like hearing some of the lyrics that he sings you would not know that this is like an album from 2022 um yeah, Pistol in the Pillow um, is a great example of his voice. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just really kills it with the vocals, like I said. And also the backing vocals are just too good, too. Um, the song is kind of meta and, and uh, hilarious with the lyrics. There's one line that I resonate with a lot about Food Lion. And, you know, being from North Carolina and all... Um, you don't hear a lot of songs mentioning Food Lions, so uh, that kind of like made me stop in my tracks and like be like, huh, when I heard it. Um, the uh, guitar solo was fucking sick, and 
that bass line will just get your feet a thumping. Green Green Sky has this energetic and fun, almost 50s rockabilly type feeling. It's so hard not to dance a little bit when you hear it. Um, the change up near halfway through the track is great. And, you know, the solo, as every other solo on this album does, just plain rips. Uh, Wrong Turn to Tupelo has this thumping classic, like train-like rhythm, which uh, of course reminds me of something like any classic Johnny Cash tune. Um, his storytelling is also on full display on this track. He uh, consistently sticks with this old-timey folk and country theme of a long, interesting story. The Limit has a simple but uh, interesting way of putting the topic of uh, putting the topic out there of just being so burnt out on everything being, uh, you know, living at the limit for way too long, as he says. Um, I like this trope of country music of just being like, I'm done with this shit, dude. It's, I don't know, it's just a really universal thing um, that's simple, but it just works, especially in a country context. Um, there's like a drum machine or something, uh, I can't tell, on uh, Long Cool Finger. The instrumental sounds like, I don't know, some early days grunge or industrial music even. Um, very unexpected from uh, the genre that you start with on this album. Um, and then you're somehow like here, but it's also still like in this country world. I don't know. It's fucking weird. You just have to hear it for yourself. Um, I like how aggressive it also sounds. There's even a part which kind of reminds me of like early 2000s white stripes for some reason um but yeah and if you know me well um you'll know that I'm a pretty big fan of your good old guy and gal country duet and the fight song with Caitlin Rose is a wonderful example of that this is the track I was talking about when I went over out of time on the weekend album this and Out of Time are like duking it out for my favorite song of the year so far. I know it's only January, but like I said, I think these will stick around for a long time um, on heavy rotation. Um, I like how the instrumentation on a fight song manages to be upbeat and country, but also dreamy at the same time. The pedal steel is just out of this world. Um, there's a line which I absolutely adore. I, I think it's so sad and funny and cute at the same time. Um, we don't spill our guts to us, but to him who we call therapist, he probably tells his wife at night that we're both a couple of nuts. And, you know, being in a relationship, I, I feel like it's a universal thing of just like, you have arguments sometimes and... Um, of course, you don't want to be fighting literally 24-7, but everybody has arguments from here and there, and um, I just feel like that song encapsulates being in one of those, like, arguments super well and just trying to come to some sort of conclusion um, from, you know, the guy's perspective and also the girl's perspective. I, I, I just love this song. Um, I've been showing it to everybody over the past few days. She's Seeing Somebody is... A close second favorite um, behind the gorgeous last tune. Um, it's got this slower feeling and kind of reminds me of like a Graham Parsons ballad um, from Grievous Angel. 
there's maybe a little bit of George Jones in there too. It's got the sadness that's just unparalleled. Um, the range of instruments is super interesting to me. There's more pedal steel, of course, but uh, also this plucked acoustic guitar solo and then these strings and heavenly vocals that add so much texture. The closer, <laughs> um, which has a hilarious song title and that's also a funny song. Uh, Super Marijuana Walmart is uh, exactly what you would expect it to be um, from that title. Um, I actually laughed out loud the first time I saw that. Um, I don't even know what it is, but it's just a goofy, let loose kind of track with a weird, intoxicating beat and these chant-like vocals. Super Marijuana! Um, it just sounds like a group of friends around a campfire to me. I don't know. It, it just sounds like people having a fun time. And, you know, on the Shane B-Side show, we always endorse people just vibing out, having a good time um, with their buddies. Um, as I said, uh, I didn't know what to expect from this album, but uh, I ended up being super into it. And I'm going to have to go with a 4.5 out of 5 for right now. Um, there are only a few aspects uh, I still need time to get into, but... I'm always supportive of any new country music that's kind of pulling from the past, but also trying to do something a little new um, to keep it modern and interesting. And I think the lyrics on here are just really funny, and I can't wait to dive into them and get to know them a little bit more so I could talk about them in greater detail uh, later on. And then finally, um, we're going to talk about the final pick for the month. Um, and this was close. I, I almost had uh, the FKA Twigs mixtape instead of this, but ended up going with this because I do think I like this a little bit more. Um, it's Dope Lemon with Rose Pink Cadillac. I owe Hannah for showing me the great magic of uh, Angus and Julia Stone, um, the folk duo. Um, and it took a while before I found out about Dope Lemon, who she also showed to me. Um, Dope Lemon is the side project of Angus Stone, and I got really into his song, Hey Little Baby, and then later the song, Rose Pink Cadillac. Um, so when I saw he was putting out this new album, I was surprised because I didn't even remember an announcement, and I guess I just wasn't paying attention when that song came out. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, I was happy that he was putting out an album, and it was going to be my first official Dope Lemon album. Um, and that song I mentioned, the title track, Rose Pink Cadillac, is just an absolutely amazing indie pop blend of some funky 70s guitars, uh, laid-back vocals that just sound like a pair of sunglasses by a pool. Like, he just sounds so goddamn cool. And uh, there's a fantastic chorus, too. Um, I wish something like this got played on the radio much more than anything else that you hear out there. Um, it's just got this infinite replay value, and it makes me long for summer so much. Um, yeah, this and the next one are two of the best songs of the year so far. Um, and that next song is Kids Fallin' In Love, which is also an incredibly vibey track. It's got this shimmery, sun-baked lo-fi production that just gives me so much warmth, even on a cold, dark winter's day. Um just makes me want to have a really good summer this year and not let it just fly by um, and get so wrapped up in work and 
just what I'm going through in my head. Like, I really want to enjoy this one, and I, I want to put this album and just, you know, just vibe out. Like I said, Shane B-Side show, we're all about vibing out. Um, but yeah, when he hits that falsetto after the chorus, I get chills, and I don't know, every time I hear this song, too, I, I can't stop walking around saying, keep on falling in love, kids, keep on falling in love. He just sounds so, like, laid back. I, I love it. Um, and this dude definitely had to be watching some Boogie Nights, which, side note, all-time favorite movie. Um, maybe I'll talk more about it someday. Been my all-time favorite movie for, like, almost ten years now. I'll never stop loving it. Um, but yeah, he definitely watched that movie for inspiration for, I guess, these first few songs, at least. Um just based on how summery and 70s-ish it is, but also there's a song on the soundtrack called Jungle Fever, and it's literally sampled for the track Howl With Me, and I don't know where else he would have heard that song, because I don't think it's a super popular song, unless he just... It's coincidence, or he just knows a lot about music. Um, not doubting that at all. Um, but yeah, it's essentially the same song, um, but just with Angus telling this kind of trippy story over top of it, uh, Stingray Pete is still very warm and chill, but also has this creepy brooding quality to it. Um, like something is starting to bump, uh, bubble underneath the surf uh, surface. Um, it also helps this weird atmosphere that he seems to be talking about some, like, crazy, like, creepy cold murderer. Um, can't really make out a whole lot of what he's saying, but that's kind of what I gathered. Um, I, of course I could be way off, but, uh, yeah, wouldn't be the first time I'm way off on here. Sailor's Delight is, uh, the first long, slow, sort of psychedelic journey of a track. Um, the last half of the record seems to be a lot of those. Um, the title is pretty much self-explanatory, you know, Sailor's Delight. Um, when you listen, you feel like you're on a boat heading offshore into the sunset and, there's this great fuzz guitar solo um, that just sounds, I don't know, it just sounds heavenly. And um, like I said, I can't wait to listen to this uh, by the beach or something. It's going to be uh, one hell of a time. Uh, Every Day is a Holiday has this <laughs> um, kind of chill lo-fi beats to relax and study to vibe with this almost like glitchy raindrop like electronic beat um i think there's a sax in there somewhere too i love the repeated refrain uh ain't no river wide enough um of course referencing the classic song um where like the backing vocals sing it and then the angus sings it it's just really nice on the ears moving on uh i know this comparison is basic with pretty much any like chill indie music but i genuinely do get a mac demarco feel with lovesick brain um of course another long spacey track um it's pretty decent um there's some really cool vocal effects on high rolling um as well as some absolutely ripping guitar soloing um the whole atmosphere sounds like being high by a beach late at night and just feeling the breeze go through you um there's not much to say about it, but it's just really good stuff. And then uh, God's Machete changes the vibe back to that like creepy brooding territory I mentioned before with Stingray Pete. And 
I don't like it as much as Stingray Pete, but it's still pretty nice. Um, then, of course, the final tune, uh, Shadows in the Moonlight, sounds even less like anything else on this album. Like, this could just be its own song somewhere else. Um, but that's not a bad thing at all. Um, for some reason, I get a hardcore, like, Ariel Pink, John Mouse feeling with this one. Um, the music is really bare and electronic, and he's doing that deep voice. Both of those guys always do. Um, all you gotta do is dance in the moonlight. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's not a very good impression, but you get what I mean. Um, but yeah, that's the whole album. Um, some of those like last few songs I feel like there's not a whole lot to say um they're just very vibey and long and spaced out um but I, I appreciate them for that and I'm gonna go with a really light four out of five for this um I don't know how often I would go back to some of the last half but there are some songs on here that I really love um and a lot that I I just like a lot too um yeah dope lemon rose pink cadillac and yeah that's gonna do it for the uh five album picks for january 2022 i think that we're actually off to a really great start this year of course you know going on going over all the stuff that um i listened to that weren't in the picks um i mean there wasn't anything that I was blown away by or there would have been in the picks um but I still like thought all most of what I heard was like at least like okay and uh you know I feel like the year's just off to a good start um if I've listened to like 30 albums in just a month and I'm not finding anything that I think is just like bad or fucking horrendous so yeah I'm excited to see what uh, the rest of the year brings. This Friday is actually going to be a pretty big release day. Let me actually pull up my little list for February 4th. Let's see here. Oh, hell yeah. We've got uh, Time Skiffs by Animal Collective. Um, haven't heard a new Animal Collective album in a while. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, Los Bichos with Let the Festivities Begin. Some really cool, like, instrumental, kind of funky indie music. I, I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, kind of reminds me of Karung Ben. Really excited that they're finally putting out their first album. Black Country New Road uh, with Ants from Up There. Excited to hear that. Um, I know the lead vocalist just left. Uh, the band a few days ago I think um, but uh, it will still be interesting to hear like what they came up with before he decided to leave of course because um, I'm sure it's been recorded for a while obviously um, Great American Painting by the Districts um, there's one Districts song I really love I think it's called Young Blood I think Hannah showed it to me it's really incredible so of course want to check that out LP3 by Hippocampus, who I've been meaning to listen to. Pompeii by Kate Lebon, which I'm pretty excited for. I like the teasers. Laurel Hell by Mitski. It's going to be a huge thing for uh, 
the indie community online when that comes out. Uh, it's been a little while since Be the Cowboy. Uh, by the book by Partner Look, which I think I mentioned in the 2022 like predictions episode, but I, I still don't know like what this is. I'm gonna have to check it out though. And the last for that day on my list at least is uh, Lighten Up by Aaron Ray, who I think one of the listography slash taste like music guys mentioned uh, this artist or this album. So I think that's why I put it on my list. Um, and I always like their recommendations, so I'm excited to check that out. And that's going to do it for the January 2022 uh, little roundup. Um, I hope you have a pleasant morning or day or afternoon or night. Um, whatever time it is when you're hearing this. And uh, yeah, peace. <laughs>